Chapter 2 Sina stood mesmerized by the rings as she waited in the main shop for Yiko, while he went to his apartment to retrieve his car keys. The clothes he'd loaned her were huge, making her feel ultra-feminine. She'd probably never give them back. She'd meant it when she'd told him she'd marry him. Her feelings had transitioned overnight when he'd returned from Italy. One day she'd gone to bed during her final year-long vacation from university, and the next day when he'd shown up at the house, it was as if her eyes had been opened to the man he'd become. He'd only spent two years abroad, but his shoulders had widened, and his features had become more defined. He'd grown into himself, become more confident, commanding. The boy had been replaced by a man, one who appealed to her more than anyone she'd ever met. She'd been drawn to him as if he were tugging on an invisible string that connected straight to her heart. The pull wouldn't be released, not when she'd returned to school, not when she'd dated other men, not when Yiko had moved out of the house after she'd graduated and opened his business with her father's help, and most especially, not when he smiled at her. He treated her the same way he always had. Did he even sense the attraction, or was it all in her imagination? Her mind argued that it was, while her heart hung on to the notion that he was hers. That thumping organ had to be as dumb as the clay her students loved to play with. She just had to learn not to listen to it. She couldn't go on pining away for a man who didn't see her as anything more than a kid sister. So maybe sister was stretching it. She'd seen him look at her with more than a sibling would possess in his eyes. The time she'd witnessed it had delighted and disappointed her at the same time. Why well, hadn't he acted on whatever he'd felt at that moment for her? She wouldn't mind engaging with a lustful Yiko. Maybe things would transition for him into something more. A few times, to the best of her limited ability, she'd attempted to flirt with him. She'd been shut down by being ignored, or worse, laughed at, as if she were pulling a prank. There were only so many times a woman could endure embarrassment over her inept sexual prowess. It really was good that she was flying away from Ghana. At least she wouldn't be tormented by wanting someone she couldn't have. Let's go. His delicious tenor voice sounded from the doorway. They walked to the driveway at the side of the building where he'd parked the truck bearing the logo of his shop. She settled in when he unlocked the doors. He started the vehicle, and off they went. Why didn't you drive? he asked. My car's in the shop. Turns out that the potholes along the shortcuts I take to get to school aren't great for the tires or axle. He hissed in a breath through his teeth. Sounds expensive. It is. Dad says he'll pay for it, but I can't keep taking his money for things I should be able to pay for myself. How much do you make as a nursery school teacher? Unable to resist touching him, she pretended to pluck a piece of lint from his hair. She let her hand brush the side of his neck. Her ego was appeased by the shiver he admitted in the humid air. More than enough to live a simple life, take care of my basic needs, and put some away for rainy days. 
although torrential downpours may leave me back at square zero. But I love the work so much. Those kids hold my heart. I understand. She was sure he did. He'd lived on his own as soon as he'd started making money after he'd returned from his jewelry design apprenticeship in Italy. Before then, he'd studied his craft in Ghana for a few years. All of his education had been sponsored by her parents. His talent couldn't be denied, and soon he'd had a waiting list of clients which had enabled him to pay her parents back for every year of post-secondary schooling they'd spent on him. Of course, her father had declined it, claiming that Yiko was more of a son to him than anything else, and that it was his pleasure to have helped to shape him. For such a man of means, Yiko lived a minimalistic life. He could own a sprawling home, but chose to live on top of his shop and drive a ten-year-old truck. What do you have planned for Valentine's Day tomorrow? Sina held her breath as she waited for his answer. Why had she let the question slip out of her mouth? Because she had nothing to lose. Whether he rejected her or not, she'd be gone soon. He shrugged. It's just another day. He turned to her with a grin. Isn't it supposed to be called Chocolate Day here in Ghana? She swatted down a hand. That's every day. His laughter filled the car. You'll never change, will you? Should I? Not one bit. I love you just the way you are. Her heart thrummed hard against her ribs at his soft tone. Did he mean it in the way she wanted? He cleared his throat. I meant we. We love you. Me and everyone in your family. He snuck a glance at her as he babbled. We all care about you in a familial way, even though you're a brat. She tamped down her pleasure at his lies. The way he'd rubbed his neck and avoided her eyes had always been a telling sign of fibbing that she hadn't bothered to inform him of. She rested a hand against his shoulder, and a buzz of electricity made it up her arm. Did he feel it too? You know we aren't related, right? Not by blood, but you're all like family to me. His voice sounded deeper than it had a moment ago. Your father saved my life and helped me when I needed it most. At the stoplight, he looked into her eyes. I would never betray that. He reached up and pulled her hand from his person. Just as she thought he'd place it on her lap, he held it against his cheek, turned his head, and kissed the palm. Everything she knew disappeared. Yiko alone remained. The attraction they'd both denied swirled, pushing them towards each other. Her gaze drifted to full lips she'd dreamed of caressing with her own. With them slight inches away, insistent honking made them spring apart. The light had changed. He shook his head, placed her hand on her lap, and then drove. The lack of his warmth against her palm had her cursing the drivers behind them under her breath. How dare they disturb the most intimate moment she and Yiko had ever shared? What did you say? he asked. She blinked over at him. Say? You were grumbling something. How could he sound so calm when every inch of her skin was tingling? I was wondering if you'd like to hang out with me tomorrow. 
Of course, she'd mustered the courage to ask him out on the most romantic day of the year, weeks before leaving the country. Wasn't that the way of life? At least hers. We haven't hung out in a long time. Plus, it's a Sunday. Not even you can work all day. Are you game? His side-eye glance indicated that he'd be rejecting her offer. Before he could speak, she added, I'm leaving for Australia soon, remember? She grinned. His frown indicated that he'd miss her. We can do something you like. She tapped her chin, pretending to think when she already knew what would snare him. Did you hear that Amale Danso is performing tomorrow? He craned his neck in interest at the mention of one of the most popular spoken word artists in Ghana. Yiko loved poetry, the spoken word in particular. No. Getting excited, she surged forward. I saw it in the newspaper when I glanced through it yesterday. She waited a moment before dangling the carrot. Tomorrow is the last day. The paper mentioned other artists, too, but Amali is the headliner. Where's it being held? She clicked her teeth as she waggled a finger. I'll tell you when you come to pick me up for it. One side of his mouth quirked up. I can always find out from one of my friends. Wouldn't it be better to go with someone who appreciates her genius work as much as you do? And then it hit her that maybe he had someone in his life. Unless you want to take your girlfriend. I don't have one. Besides, I've never dated a woman who likes the spoken word. Her shoulders dropped with her silent sigh of relief, while her nostrils flared in anger at the thought of him dating other women. So how about it? You don't even need to bring me chocolate. I'll love you forever if you did, though. She'd love him regardless. He chuckled. Why not? She celebrated with a broad smile that barely left her face as they chatted for the rest of the ride to her parents' house. If she wasn't as happy as her parents that he stayed for a visit, she'd feel the same stab of jealousy she'd experienced when they were children. Back then, they'd showered as much attention on him as they had her. They still did. He'd climbed his way into their hearts as the son they'd never had. She ducked her head in shame at her petty behavior all those years ago. If she'd realized the extent of the abuse he'd been through, would she have been so selfish with her parents' attention? She'd like to say no, but as an only child for years before he'd shown up, she doubted it. Settled in the living room, her parents had gushed over the magnificent ring set he'd created. Yiko's face had acquired a pink undertone from his flush. Her skin heated as the memory of their near kiss hit her. His breath had whispered against her cheek as his essence had drawn her closer. Did he realize what they'd been about to do in the car before they'd gotten interrupted? Or was it something he would have done with any woman at that moment? She pushed aside the questions and focused on enjoying his company. Tomorrow, they'd go out on a date. She wouldn't let it hurt that he only saw it as a chance to watch one of his favorite artists at work. Maintaining a positive attitude, she recognized it as an opportunity to get to know him on another level while she still could. 